0: Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. My home is not on earth, not in this world. Okay so um privileged to be with you yesterday and today and uh i'm going to speak on the theme of the gospel results in action and i'm going to preach from the book of titus chapter three verses one to eight and uh firstly I just want to share the background to this book a little bit, because I always like to preach from some sort of story, because uh, it's by stories that God, God reveals his word to us. And so I'm going to give you the background to this, then I'm going to uh, teach from read the scripture and then teach from it. So what was the story of Paul's letter to Titus? Titus was a key member of Paul's apostolic team, and he often undertook important tasks for Paul and was entrusted generally with situations that were particularly difficult. It almost seems if Paul moved on somewhere and wanted, some, or was in prison and wanted someone to sort out something really difficult, he chose this guy, Titus. It was Titus who had to go to Corinth and raised the offering there when they initially said they would be very happy, but then got a little bit reluctant and so uh, uh, Titus was somebody like that. Now the book of Acts, the story of the early church, ends with Paul under house arrest in Rome. However, it seems, um, although it's not recorded directly in, in scripture, after that he was released and traveled around again and went to Crete, amongst other places, Crete, where the gospel had not been preached before. And uh, as a result of Paul's preaching there with his team, there were converts in several of the towns in Crete, but Paul had to leave um, and left Titus behind to form these new believers into good local churches and give them basic discipleship principles. Paul then wrote Titus a letter confirming his instructions to him. He'd already told him what to do, but he wrote a letter confirming it, rather like we do today, where we confirm a conversation with an email. We may have a conversation about something, or we may order something online, and uh, you get a confirmatory email. Well, the book of Titus, the letter to Titus, is rather like Paul's confirmatory email to Titus as to what he should do. Now, Cretans... Had a bad reputation in the Roman Empire. Okay, which meant that Crete was a difficult place to be a believer, quite apart from the possibilities of persecution that um, were there anywhere, anywhere in the Roman Empire. And Cretans were famous for lying. That was considered by Cretans to be a great virtue. In fact, the chief Greek god Zeus was believed by Cretans to be a particular Cretan king who was so famous for his lying and the Cretans believed this king lied so well that he was exalted to heaven to be um, the chief Greek god. That was their mythology. And uh, in fact, one of the Greek words to lie was cretizane, or act like a Cretan. And actually, Paul alludes to this in his letter. He quoted a Cretan prophet who said, all Cretans are always liars, evil brutes, lazy gluttons. Then Paul adds, this is true. Okay, he played safe. He quoted a Cretan as saying that but then adds, this is true. And Paul's letter was to help Christians who'd been transformed by the good news about Jesus to live in life in Crete, where they commended the Christian faith to unbelievers, not particularly by what they've said, though they would, as we'll see later, would have explained the gospel, but firstly, by how they lived. Their lives should preach the good news about Jesus because he had transformed them. And so um, that was the purpose of, or one of the main purposes of Paul's letter to Titus, to help him help the Cretan new believers to live transformed lives. Now let's read the scripture from Titus chapter three. This is a scripture I'm gonna mainly be talking about. Remind the believers to submit to the government and its officers, They should be obedient, always ready to do what is good. They must not slander anyone and must avoid quarreling. Instead, they should be gentle and show true humility to everyone. Once we too were foolish and disobedient. We were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. Our lives were full of evil and envy. And we hated each other there is identifying with the Cretans who were just saved out of that background then it says when god our savior revealed his kindness and love he saved us not because of the righteous things we had done but because of his mercy he washed away our sins giving us a new birth and new life through the holy spirit he generously poured out the spirit upon us Through Jesus Christ, our saviour, because of his grace, he made us right in his sight and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to insist on these teachings so that all who trust in God will devote themselves to doing good. These teachings are good and beneficial for everyone. Okay, so what is Paul teaching here? Well, Paul gives a brilliant summary of the good news of Jesus surrounded before and afterwards by practical commands which demonstrate lives changed by the gospel. In our day, in our culture generally, the way to share the gospel with people is first Let them see the the way we live and that will enable us to, with integrity, explain why that is. And in our day, therefore, particularly now under lockdown and fear because of coronavirus, our practical lives are to demonstrate that we have been changed. The Bible always presents theology not as an academic study primarily but as the incentive and power for action what we believe changes how we behave so paul here gives the summary of the gospel and it's interesting you need to understand this background as well in paul's letters to timothy and titus he repeats one phrase several times literally it translates trustworthy the saying and it came in the scripture we've just read trustworthy this saying is trustworthy Pistos hologos and these were proverbs and in one case an early hymn which all believers of that time would memorize and paul is quoting these proverbs that they would have remembered it's easy to remember statements like this and remember that in those days everybody wouldn't have had a bible in their home they only had the old testament anyway plus the letters that had been sent around the churches at this time the gospels hadn't yet been written written down everything was conveyed orally and people would remember it they were an oral culture people from an oral culture could remember things very well and so the early church, just like in oral cultures generally, had proverbs and sayings or, or verses, I mean verses of a hymn, which could help them remember. And so there are several of these in, this, in, in, in these letters. The first one comes in 1 Timothy 1 verse 15. This is a trustworthy saying. Everyone should accept it, as there's those words a trustworthy saying christ jesus came into the world to save sinners and so that's what they've recited to each other christ jesus came into the world to save sinners and the next one is a bit strange in that context the next one comes in one timothy three verse one could put that one up please this is a trustworthy saying if anyone aspires to be an overseer or elder, he desires an honourable position. Why, why is that? Why do they have to remember that? I mean, people surely want to be leaders, many of people. Actually, that's not always been the case. In fact, in those days, if you became an overseer or elder, you're the one most likely to face persecution. It's Like that in many parts of the world today some of the places I'm working, the people who are getting arrested are the elders of churches. And so they needed to remember this trustworthy saying. Then the next one is an interesting one. For our time, physical training is good, but training for godliness was much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come that was a trustworthy saying now so keep fit during the lockdown do your walk do your exercises follow joe wicks or whatever you do but in fact the word paul uses there is gymnasia which is obvious what the english word comes from but he said training for godliness is much better So during lockdown, yeah, do your exercise, but make sure you train to be godly as well. Then he quotes a hymn, which um, similarly is a trustworthy saying. This is a trustworthy saying. If we die with him, we will also live with him. Just about scans in English. If we endure hardship, we will reign with him if we deny him, he will deny us. If we're unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny who he is. That also, again, a trustworthy saying, that's the hymn. But the trustworthy saying in Titus is a summary of the gospel, which people would have committed to memory. It's a bit longer, so it's harder to remember than Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners but it's an amazing summary of the gospel we're going to read that in a moment so if we could put that up please so what i'd like you to do we read this when we read the scripture earlier on but i want to uh encourage you after three to say it out loud at home as well with me okay one two three when god our saviour revealed his kindness and love he saved us not because of the righteous things we had done but because of his mercy he washed away our sins giving us a new birth a new life through the holy spirit he generously poured out the spirit upon us through jesus christ our savior because of his grace he made us right in his sight and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life what an amazing summary of the gospel Do you, reckon you could learn that firstly god has revealed his kindness and love in sending jesus into the world who when he, who could say jesus the most compassionate person that's ever lived who demonstrated compassion And love to all sorts of people from all sorts of backgrounds he could say who has seen me has seen the father this is what god is like revealing his kindness and his love and then he saved us not because of the righteous things we had done no he's paul has just written about the sort of things that the cretans used to get up to and the things that we used to get up to too But rather, no, because God has shown mercy, mercy, God's grace, help, and love to those that couldn't do anything to help themselves. That's what mercy is. He washed away our sins through the blood of Jesus shed on the cross for us. He gave us a new birth and new life. The Holy Spirit worked in us, causing us to be born again. And give us new life so that we could live lives pleasing to God by the Spirit. And then he adds to that. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. He not only saves us, but pours out generously the power of the Holy Spirit to live differently. So that there is sufficient power for us to live a godly life. Not just rules to obey, but power to live differently. And by God's grace, by his undeserved favor, we're counted as righteous. He says over us, you are righteous in Christ. Whatever you've done, you're righteous. You Cretan people, whatever you've done, even if you're Cretans and despised, you're righteous now. And also that we will inherit eternal life we will be transformed. Death is not the end. What a summary of the gospel. But this gospel is surrounded before and after by practical things because the gospel needs to be demonstrated in our age. This so practical application, this life-changing message when received by us changes our behavior, changes us. And indeed, in the times in which we're living, we have to demonstrate by our lives that cause people to ask so that we can give an account of the gospel in the way that we've just read it. And so there's practical instructions here. Firstly, obey the government. A strange one, but it's important here. Or important always. But remember, the government wasn't always favorable to believers in those days. But this is important always, but particularly today. We should respect and stay at home, except for the particular activities and for key workers and so on that we're allowed to do. Let's respect it. By the way, this was written before persecution had become general in the Roman Empire, actually. Uh, there was always a danger of it, but later it became much more general, became much more general, because of the command that the, they gave to worship Caesar as a god. When that happened. Christians needed to disobey that particular instruction, but still obey other things. And that side of the government is okay. Are covered more in the Book of Revelation. And as believers, we do have to fight for justice and so on. Which leads us on to the next one: be ready to do good works for everybody, everybody we come in contact with, or even people we don't, that we try and work for justice for. should be served by us as believers with transformed lives so let's serve our city and serve our nation ready to do good works in every circumstance amongst your neighbors cretans new cretan believers had to do that then it says to use modern terminology don't spread fake news about every anyone can put that yeah so must not slander it says don't don't do that don't say bad things about people don't speak say untrue things don't spread them don't gossip very practical in the time in which we're living then don't quarrel but bring peace our society up until the time of this pandemic and this is reflected across the world as well has become much more tribal, attacking one another verbally and in some places physically. We've become tribal, but we're different. Christians don't quarrel, they bring peace into every circumstance in which they're involved. Is that what you do? Well, you're argumentative. Why don't you bring peace? The gospel is a gospel of peace we become peacemakers and receive the blessing of god if we do always demonstrate a humble attitude to everybody even though we've got the most important news in the world we don't come at it in an arrogant way we we, we're humble we just demonstrate a humble attitude to everybody it says we may get frustrated, but don't let frustration govern our behavior. I personally find that difficult at times when things just won't happen and you can't, get, you can't get things done and so on. But again, it's important today when there's so many frustrations that we demonstrate a humble, peace-loving attitude. And finally, if you trust in God, devote yourself to doing good. Now, devote was a very very strong word in the greek language word translated by devote it comes elsewhere in acts chapter 2 it says they devoted themselves they were committed to they gave themselves wholeheartedly to the apostles teaching to fellowship to breaking of bread and to prayer here equally important they devoted themselves to doing good wherever they went this was What the gospel works. The gospel works. All those six things that you can see on your screen right now, the gospel works that in us. And then as we do them, we share that summary of the gospel that we have just learned about in this chapter. So let's live transformed lives because of what we believe. And let's share this amazing truth with those that we come in contact with God bless you.